Welcome to This Week in Lebanon Warriors Athletics here on LebanonWarriors.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Lebanon Athletic Director Keith Pantlin. Keith, good to have you back in. Let's jump right into it because we've got a lot to discuss here on this week's show. Let's start with basketball teams. Let's start with the boys first, uh, sitting right behind uh, Turpin at the top of the league. But uh, a big one coming up this Friday against uh, Anderson. Anderson's right behind you in the loss column. They have two losses. You're currently sitting with one loss in the conference and they're nine and two overall and they're coming on strong uh, ever since Lebanon beat Anderson back in uh, December there they Anderson's won four or five since then but I uh, want to talk about one of your players in particular who's really turned up his game in the last couple of weeks and that's Zach Weber uh, three straight 20 point games he's grabbed 43 rebounds in his last four he, he's among the league leaders in scoring and rebounding right now uh, in he stole the my thunder yeah I know I know I, uh, I some of the stats there for you but uh when he's going like this, when he especially gets turned up and seemingly taking his game to another level like he has the last couple of weeks, how much better is this team? You know, I, uh, I'm, I've i been thoroughly impressed with Zach since meeting him. Um, he actually showed up to uh, some of their open gyms before the season, and I was kind of like, who's that kid? And and I, I learned about the fact that he's a, a Division One baseball pitcher. He's going to Ohio University and um, that he didn't play uh, basketball last year and kind of missed it and wanted to come back out. And sure enough, uh, like you said, we're here in the middle of the year and he's, he's found his groove and um, you know, 14 points, nearly 10 rebounds a game. Um, just he's a game changer for the squad and talking to the coaches, um, his attitude, his effort, the way he practices um, obviously the added rebounding helps, you know, and uh, something that may have been missed in the past, but, Huge part of the team, along with with others, I think they just mesh well, well all together. But maybe that component that they needed to kind of get over the hump, and now twelve and two and eight and one in the conference and six straight games um, in the middle. You know, we talked about the grinder of of January. Um, yeah. Now backloading games because of COVID, uh, they got a big stretch coming up, and and it's going to be very important that he's on top of his game for sure. What does it say about him in particular? Like you said, he's got he already has a Division One ride set up to to pit to pitch uh, for the Bobcats out at Ohio University. The fact that he wanted to come back when he didn't have to, and, and you know, and, and you think about it, you know, a, a lot of people would think, well, geez, he he's he's risking a lot here potentially by coming to play on basketball. He could have just you know just waited for baseball season, you know, competed there, and then gone on to uh, gone on to college there. What does that say about his competitive drive that he wanted to come back and? come out for the team? You know, I think it was very mature of him because there's a lot of people that can be in your ear trying to talk you out of certain things or focusing on on specializing in something. And um, for him to say, you know, I kind of only get to do this once and I want to enjoy this this journey with these guys that, that I played with, you know, growing up um, to come back out. Obviously, he's athletic enough to not have skipped the beat. And, um, but, uh, you know, I just think I think it's awesome. Uh, great kid, great family, and uh, we're glad to have him out there. Over on the girls' side, you get a nice non-conference win on Monday against Sycamore. Of course, Kendall Foley, 22 points, just another night at the office for her. But uh, before that, they beat Kings to uh, to bring the trophy back home, the, the Boomerang Bowl, which is which is a, a great aim for a trophy. Did it on your birthday, by the way. Uh, happy yeah, belated, gave, happy belated a birthday shout to you. Out there. That was cool. there you go. Happy belated birthday to you. And so uh, now they go back into league play. You, you've got uh, you got a couple games coming up here: West Claremont, Walnut. Of course, uh, you know looking for a little bit of revenge as Wal- Walnut got the better of you about six weeks ago. Your team's you know gone on a run since, and they're nine and one since that stretch there. Uh, in your eyes, and and from what you've heard heard from the coaches 
Uh, what's been the biggest improvement from that first Walnut loss until this upcoming game in the rematch? Well, I haven't I haven't been at every game, but I know they've won six in a row um, since falling at Loveland um, on uh, and they'll have the opportunity to play them again at home on February 3rd. Mm -hmm. I think that loss in particular, um, they still have an opportunity uh, to, to capture the conference title, having uh, Loveland having lost a game. So um, being that half game out, um, I think they remain really focused and, um, you know, they're averaging most points in the conference at 59, um, which I thought was a pretty cool stat when I just looked. I think the next closest is only around 50. They're scoring the basketball. They're playing fun. They, they're a deep team. They play a lot of girls. Um, and I think there's just that camaraderie there that they're on a mission. So I think it's just going to be fun. They got to take care of business these next couple of weeks. They get another opportunity at Walnut. Uh, and then, then they, if they can get through those, uh, this stretch here, that game where they're hosting Loveland on February 3rd could be for all the marbles. So I think they're really focused on that. Um, and coach is obviously trying to take it one game at a time, but they got a real shot here to, uh, to make some noise down the stretch. Yeah. Walnut Hills are a good team. Uh, yep. certainly for sure. You know, they, they beat you. They also beat Loveland. So yep. it goes to show you that anybody can beat anybody on a given night. So it'd be a tall task there. Uh, for your team there. Let's move on to uh, wrestling and uh, a big win against Springboro. Uh, bring the Rock back home. And uh, you, you look at the results. Eight wrestlers get wins. Five do it via uh, pin. This is a, a pretty big deal to win this uh, to win this against Springboro. So uh, what, what, what kind of a springboard, for lack of a better phrase, can it be uh, for the team to get a rivalry win like this, you know, win the Rock back? Uh, going forward like that. And then also what is next for the team? Because we know the schedule seems to be kind of in flux. Yeah. So they, um, they take a lot of pride in this event. Um, the youth teams typically wrestle, then the junior high, then the JV, then the varsity. And it's kind of a big deal with Springboro. Uh, the programs are both uh, really, really good. So it's kind of been a, a toss up going back and forth annually. So they really look forward to that one. It was cool to get the win. Um, and talking to coach, the biggest thing this year is getting guys ready for the postseason and get some really tough wrestling under their belt. And so with the, with the, you know, invitations and the traveling to tournaments and things kind of being, um, you know, out the window this year, mm -hmm. um, they've had to get creative in finding ways to get these guys matches. So um, the Harrison duels early on, they, they battled some of the best, um, you know, from Indiana and, and, uh, you know, over here in the, in the, in the tri-state and then um, went through the conference schedule and we did really, really well in conference. And um, so they kind of got a bit of both sides of some success. And then also seeing that top-notch wrestling and coaches excited to now get back into uh, some of the hard-nosed stuff here down the stretch to really prep them for the postseason. Uh, the schedule coming up, they have duels against Coleraine, Lakota East, Moeller and LaSalle. Uh, before we hit the ECCs and then into sectional. So they're about to gear up and, and um, he doesn't want them going into, you know, to uh, fold themselves into the postseason. They're about to go through a grinder here again and, and uh, find out where they're at. I see a lot of teams in a different area in different sports, I should say that as the postseason draws near, some teams will choose to kind of back down off of training and maybe try and spread some things out and maybe not maybe not go as intensely you know in practice or in training between games or matches or what have you are we seeing is that happening with your team as far as practice goes are they are they backing off a little bit to save themselves for the meets and then ultimately the postseason 
Yeah, that could be it. I mean, I, I trust coach's judgment as to how he figured this out. It's probably mm-hmm. in the best interest of their formula and how they do things. Um, I think some other sports where, uh, you know, like for instance, our boys basketball get four games that last week of the season uh, could be detrimental, you know, from a, from a sport like that playing multiple games in a week. But mm-hmm. um, you know, as we talked about, man, it's just a unique year and um, yeah. you want to try to do what you can, but you also want the kids to get competitions in and, and be playing. So um, yeah, weighing that stuff's been pretty interesting and in talking to the different teams. You're right. There's a different approach based on where you are in your season and, um, and what you want to get accomplished um, as we near the end of the, the regular seasons here. One of the sports we do hear that often about towards the end of regular season tapering down and that, and that's your, and that's the swim teams. Uh, they were in action at the ECC championships over the weekend. Uh, we'll start with the boys first finished seventh in, in their first year uh, in the ECC. They're moving in uh, to the new league there. How did that compare with the expectations uh, going into the, to the championship? I think coach Davis was happy. Um, you know, they, uh, it was an interesting, I thought they did a great job running the event. Kudos to, uh, the three venues of the ECC and they kind of did a simulcast and managed, you know, they had a couple of schools at each pool and then they somehow got live scoring and all this. (laughs) I mean, it was really well done. Mm -hmm. Um, but our, uh, our kids had a great time, brought a lot of energy. Our coaches were happy. Um, I just, I enjoyed watching them compete. I know Cole Blank did uh, was our swimmer of the match, and he had uh, had a great performance Saturday. Over on the girls' side, they finished fourth overall as a team. But we want to talk about uh, Katie Fisher here. Uh, she was named the ECC Co-Swimmer of the Year. She wins the 200 IM and the 100 breaststroke. So really strong performances uh, there for her, and really all season long, really capping just a really a really fine season she's had uh, in total. What have the coaches said about her growth as the season has gone along, and how can she take the performance from the ECCs and maybe use that as a springboard for herself uh, into the postseason, try to make a run maybe all the way to state? Yeah, absolutely. And she's only a sophomore. That's the coolest part that I think the coaches are excited about, that her work ethic and her, her interest in the sport coupled with uh, just being a sophomore is a great recipe for continued success for the program. Um, but she had, a, she had a great performance on Saturday. And uh, she has a really cool nickname. Uh, they call her K Fish. So as a swimmer, <laughs> Katie Fisher, I thought that was pretty cool when I heard about that. So, uh, but loved watching them compete, and uh, she did a great job. And uh, yeah, two two individual event wins there at, at the ECCs and the top of the league uh, on both sides is very very good. So all, all the more impressive. And, and as as you said, being so young, she's just a sophomore. So you can only imagine the next couple of years where her development. Uh, can go for sure. Let's move on. Let's jump out of the pool. Let's ju- let's jump over to the talk about your uh, academic quiz team here. Uh, alternated wins and losses through the, through the first eight, and 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 now you, you get a big one here. You get Little Miami. They're eight zero on the season. We talked a little bit about last week about the longstanding excellence of this Little Miami academic quiz team and, and how good they've been over the years. And of course, now both both yourself and Little Miami now in 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 the ECC. Uh, how is your team going about training this week? Do they, are they, t- are they, you know, preparing in any different way? Are they training, you know, at a higher level, knowing that little Miami's coming in or are they still at the point where it's mid season and we're just trying to better ourselves right now? Yeah, I think that's it. And then I also think that um, as you're, you're going to see different schools, uh, you may have compared yourself strictly to uh, G walk schools or whatever competitions we did in the past and seeing some of these like um, established programs where, the academic quiz team may be a little bit 
uh, more of an integral part of, of the school community um, mm -hmm. where we want to go over here. So obviously I spent time at Little Miami and Coach Moppin does a great job over there. Um, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a cool deal the way they compete. Um, they do it all year. They go to different tournaments. So just establishing that, that type of culture and excitement for the kids, kids grows the program, grows the competitiveness. So I think um, that's, it's sparking some, some, you know, encouragement for our, our program to, to say, well, how do we, what do we do to improve? Um, so, which is, it's pretty cool to see. So I think the future is bright for our program. Let's jump into the bowling lanes and uh, we'll talk about you know, the regular season, where we stand there in just a moment, but I want to recap. Uh, the team's performances, both the boys and the girls at the Cardinal Classic uh, over the weekend. That's uh, a pretty big deal there. I think 17 teams were there mm -hmm. uh, competing in this one. Let's start with the boys first. A qualified number one led by Cooper Cummings, who had a 219 average this past week, uh, wind up finishing third. So pretty strong performance there for the boys. And on the girls' side, uh, Hannah Rerick, I know we've talked about her here uh, on, on the podcast before and Continue how good she's impress. been. Yeah, just all-tournament team once again. Uh, the girls' team finished the second. Pretty pretty good performances uh, for both the boys and the girls in this tournament that, that brought in a lot of quality bowling programs, a really good litmus test going forward. Yep, and then uh, they, they have a lot of action-packed uh, weeks coming up. Um, took some time off due to quarantines and things kind of around Christmas time. So a lot of bowling. It's hard for me to even keep up, but I do know uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, I'm going over to uh, – to watch them at Eastern lanes, take on West Claremont and get that. Yeah. Shot. Um, both of them are in second place to West Claremont in the ECC, both boys and girls. Uh, they went out there and, and battled them hard last week, but lost, but been circling that one on the calendar. I'm excited to see them perform tomorrow and uh, hopefully they can knock them off, but uh, been great. They've had tremendous success this year. As I mentioned, both second in the ECC um, they'll make runs in the postseason, and, and uh, they've done a great job. Yeah, I was just about to uh, to to transition to that that the match with West Claremont uh, for both the boys and the girls because the, the league title is still well within your grasp. You got to find a way to take it over the top this time against West Claremont. Does it help? Can it help your teams knowing that they performed well in the Cardinal Classic, combined with the fact that they just saw West Claremont, you know, less in, in the last couple of weeks? Combine those two together and be able to use some of the things they learned from each of those and uh, get over the top and try and get some revenge. I think, I think that can uh, generate some confidence. I also, and this is going to sound crazy, but I've learned a little bit more about bowling each year I've been doing this. <laughs> I think the home lane matters and mm -hmm. oil patterns. And, you know, I'm, I'm not like a, I don't know at all, but I hear enough <laughs> of them talking and, and watching it yeah. um, that there is some strategy to what goes on. And the, the home bowling alley uh, is advantageous to be at. So um they will perform better this week. I think it'll depend on on whether West Claremont adapts or not. Athletic directors are so and modest. Crazy, they, yeah. they keep the hands off. I, I, I'm, I'm not the experts. I leave it to the coaches, and then we're dropping oil patterns and yeah. being on yeah. the home lanes, how that plays a factor <laughs> and all that. You, you, you folks lead on more. You folks know more than what you attend to lead on there, but, that, but that's a good thing. Um, and and uh, and keeping track of the programs for sure. Uh, as we're moving on here and uh, come and winding down this week on the show, uh, definitely want to talk about your competition cheer team. We we kind of touched on them a little bit last week. They were heading off to a a, a pretty prestigious tournament, uh, the the Cheer Max tournament, and, and they just go and win the whole thing. They they were crowned grand champions. They finished in first in the game day portion of the uh, of the uh, meet there and finished second in the performance section. Uh, 
pretty darn pretty darn good. Talk to us about it. Well, it's the first year in the ECC, so um, competition cheer is is factored into the all sports trophy, and so um, we're taking it on. There's a conference meet coming up. Our coaches, um, Connie and Bethany and, and Christy, do an unbelievable job. Um, we have obviously the performance team and the game day team. Um, first year for us, but a ton of excitement. They train hard. Um, tomorrow they have to do the virtual part of their ECC um, the video um, submission. So I'm going to check that out tomorrow afternoon. And then um, they compete in the ECC this weekend. So just a, a cool aspect of cheerleading. Um, they do so much for the community, bring so much spirit. Now for us to then return the favor, uh, cheer them on and uh, appreciate what they do and the skill that they have is, is a really cool deal. So I want to continue to pump them up and uh, we're just proud of everything they're doing. And obviously to go out and do something like that uh, right away and bring home some banners to hang up at school is, is uh, making it easy to, to get that support for them. So um, pretty cool. And we're just so proud of the program. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, point there that you make. A, a lot of folks don't necessarily think about the competition cheer side uh, of, of a cheerleading program at, at a high school or college or whatever the case may be, because we're just so used to seeing them, you know, on the sidelines at basketball or football or, or soccer, whatever the case may be, volleyball uh, there. But to see them, to see the, the competition cheerleaders get that support back on the other end, when this, they're so used to giving it out, it, it, it's one of the more selfless sports you can compete in because you're all about trying to make everybody else happy and get everybody yep. else fired up to see it come back to them. What's that like been for, for the cheerleaders and for the coaches to see so much support from the outside, wanting them to do well, as opposed to them kind of leading the, the, the cheers the other way around. Well, the tough part is with, first of all, with COVID and second of all, when they're in training, I don't know as much about bowling, but I'm learning about the competition cheer stuff. <laughs> um, they don't let a lot of people see until it's like polished and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so they have the comp this competition coming up and then we're going to get them to a basketball game, but uh, we'll keep getting them out to perform more and more uh, in their, their performances from the competitions out in front of our community and things. So um, we're still working on it, but um, there's ways to do it. I, but I think there's definitely a sense uh, for them that um, they're a part of something. And, you know, going out and competing and being a team. Um, so it's really cool. And uh, really cool. It's a grand champions at Cheer Max, you know, first year in the ECC. And they got the ECC championships coming up on Sunday. So uh, a very, very exciting time uh, for the Cheer squad. It really uh, across the board here. I mean, this is a pretty darn good week. And, 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 and I know it, it, to think about things when we reconvene here, any, any week that we're able to have full sports, and no pauses or anything like that is a good week. And, and, and that's been the case uh, for out at Lebanon as well. And so that's definitely a good thing here. And it allows us the opportunity to uh, talk about some of these uh, programs and the student athletes as well. Uh, Keith Pantling, certainly appreciate the time here today and look forward to do another good week a week from now. Thanks for having me and uh, go Warriors. That is Lebanon Athletic Director Keith Pantling joining us for this week in Lebanon Warriors Athletics here on LebanonWarriors.com and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.